Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Friday, June 22nd, 2018. My name is Alex Kalafi, joining you for the first post-E3 show with a couple Nintendo News Reporters. Joining us for this week, Xenoblade and the News Show, <laughs> Zach Miller, hi. Hi guys, how are you? We're good. The best thing I got today. You got a plasma ball? Did you go to a Spencer Gifts? No, we got it on Amazon. Plasma balls USB are very powered. USB? I love it. That's some early 2000s technology. Hell with yeah, the 20 teens twist. I'm gonna keep I it in my office. People are gonna come in and be like, I wanna touch that. Spencer Gifts isn't a local thing. Like, you have that out in Alaska. No, we don't. Okay. Donald, do you have that in Canada? We probably have something similar, but I don't really need need to go there. Okay. So now it's Hot Topic 2 is what that that story is. Uh, T-shirts, punk stuff, Pikachu backpacks that are 48 bucks, you know, all that kind of stuff. But what it used to be was super edgy. It had like the sex toys in one corner. It had the crazy lamp section in the back. That's what I remember. And and it had like a little bit of that edgy '90s kid thing, and it, it smelled like a Halloween store. And yes, I got I got like three or four lamps from it. I got one plasma ball. I got one plasma brain. So it was like a glass blue brain that I might still have that like That's does cool. the plasma ball thing. And I had like an alien test tube with like uh, an alien in. But because I was a dumb ten year old kid or whatever, I broke open the glass so I could get the alien out. Of course, I would have done yeah. the same thing. Yeah, of course. I wanted to see if it was real. Hi, Donald Terrio, joining us, having played Xenoblade 2 for the first time in forever. Yeah, so much so that I had to uh, I had to reboot my whole file. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. We're going to get into what we've been playing just right off the bat. You, had to, you rebooted your file because you're in JRPG mode. Yeah, the because uh, I've lasted through both... both pokemon games of 2017 so i could get my na- my national decks done and that's done and dusted now mm-hmm. so, so it's like oh crap i haven't played xenoblade in three in three or four months and i have no idea where the hell i'm going right now restart where, pretty much where i'm at too yeah, yeah. Yes. and then and then i realized ooh, having the expansion pass right now means this game is bloody easy <laughs> <laughs> wait so it's probably very easy where you are, and it's pretty easy if you grind. But where are you at in the game right now? Uh, I just got to the the village of the third chapter, and I'm just I'm doing some side quests right now. Unfortunately, I hit one where I have to run into a cave that has a unique monster and two other enemies and acid, get an item, and get it out of there. And it's not working. So I'm thinking I better just grind up and see if I can lure that unique monster out of the cave so I can beat him without losing worrying about losing my party to acid all the time. So you just met Vandom, like you're at the mercenary part of the game? Yeah. Okay, yeah. How are you liking it so far? It it's still Xenoblade. It's it's really fun. I I'm the battle system thankfully was easy to to remember. I think it skipped some of the tutorial stuff. Yeah. Already. Oh, that's nice. Because I because I played through the end of chapter two, and I didn't get the level four one, but I just remembered how to do it. Mm. 
Yeah, I've been I've been reading some message boards to see the relationship that the different Xenoblade communities have. And it seems like there's a lot of people who really love Xenoblade 1 as expected. There's some people who really love Xenoblade Chronicles X. And there's some people who really love Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And because there were people that like, no one really disagrees that Xenoblade 1's a great game. Like, or like, it's it's generally the the accepted narrative as a it's a, there's a consensus there at least as a whole even if some individual people disagree but xenoblade 2 and x because they had like at least certain love it or hate it kind of receptions the people who are into those games you for x me for two i really love their games it feels like yeah yeah, yeah. I think I, I still prefer X more just because I think the the freedom of it is it's a, it's nice nicer to have. Like I had, there's been a few times where I've tried to get out of a situation by doing the Xenoblade to, the Xenoblade X jump up the mountain trick didn't yeah. work and yeah. I died. But yeah, yeah. The, as opposed to X, this one actually has fall damage and it's kind of harsh with it. Yeah. I'll, it, although it's kind of like, can I can I survive this one or is it going to be zero? Right, right, right. Yeah. So you're liking it so far. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that they port X to the Switch at this point because I I have this copy of X since I love to a lot a lot a lot which I'll get into in a second. I'm like, oh, maybe I should dust off my copy of X Donald style. And then see if I get into that now with a renewed appreciation for this team. But the problem is, if they release a port of X next year, I'd much rather play the version of X that comes out on the latter console. Because Monolith has proven through 2 that they're really fond of improving and updating their games over a long period of time. Absolutely. And the and I, I thought I've honestly thought about going once i if i can get this done before i have to go back to work full time in a couple of weeks that i might do i might do dust off tokyo mirage sessions but it's like wait what if they actually break the glass on a switchboard for that that would be nice wouldn't it yeah it's almost rude. like you're gonna wait a couple of years <laughs> just, just to even consider it just to make sure that they're not gonna go and and do something possibly <clears throat> probably money losing but would make me very happy I don't think Tokyo Mirage Sessions would necessarily lose money because now Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei are much better, not much, not much better, much bigger than they were. Well, in years ago, 2016 was sort of like the height of Fire Emblem, and this was this was a 20. Well, it was a late think, 2015 game. It's, although I think the fact that there are like things like the Tales of Asperia remake and the and all the other RPGs that are on Switch, it is a serious RPG platform. Whereas on the Wii U, it's like you have Xenoblade X, you have Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and crickets. Yeah, yeah. And you have Earthbound on Virtual Console. That's basically it. Right, right. Falcor says that he loves Xenoblade 1, X, and 2, also hoping for an export on the Switch. He also says you had some of the coolest coverage of E3. Stuff no one else was showing. Thank you very much for the oh. kind words. Okay. Yeah. We aim yeah. to please. Hmm? We aim to please. We do aim to please. And and considering we had, like, we, I believe, I think James was quoted as saying, we need, like, double the people next year. So. 
Yeah, Nintendo's coming back in a big way that they sure weren't in 2014. <laughs> 2014, 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've already gone on record as saying as I do plan to be on the away team next year. It's good. I, I think E3 is a very, very good experience to do at least once. Like I, I yeah, I'm glad I went. E3 2013, I remember is like, oh, top ten moments of my life. That's one of them, probably. And I think I think you'd probably get something out of going to LA, Donald. Um, I don't think but, I'd ever go back, but I'm glad I went the two times I did. I wouldn't mind um, going again. Especially since it's now crazy with the public coming in. Right, it's crazy. I don't think it's necessarily a thing that we need to do like Johnny did for a period of time or Neil right. did for where it's like every year. But like once every five years, I still wouldn't mind doing the the trek. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just giving the right start. But I think as long as you did it once, like you're... You're, you're in a good place. Uh, I am a lot further in Xenoblade 2 than I was a week ago. So last Tuesday was when we did our show, and that was right before they announced the challenge mode on Treehouse on Wednesday, where they announced that you could get both Shulk and Fiora from the first game as playable blades. And they revealed how the challenge mode was going to be implemented. It was released the following night basically, slash early morning, depending on time zone. And what it is, is it's this new part of the game that you unlock around chapter three or four, I think. I think maybe at the end of chapter three. Uh, And it is this place you go into, it's a portal, you're taken to this faraway land, you meet Shulk, you have some cute story bits, and you can use Shulk on these, and Fiora on these challenges, and you need to do the right challenge, and then you can bring them back into the game. But it's a hard challenge. So, like, you, it's not realistic to, on your first playthrough, bring Shulk back to the game because it's one of the much higher level ones. But the way the challenge mode works is that it's a list of levels that you can go in, and they all have different, like, difficulties and level requirements. So it might be level 30, one star. And, it, and if you're level 99 like I am, it reduces you back to level 30, but you keep your gear so you're still OP for all the early challenges. And then you, uh, it gives you a lot of arena-type matches. So the early ones are just kill all these low-level enemies, but up oh, here's a, here's a high-level one. And it gets a lot more creative later on. Like, for instance, there's one later challenge where your Jin who's one of the he's one of the characters in the game, one of the one of the members of Torna. And he uh, you play as just him and you're killing a hundred enemies on a battleship, like battle royale style, but solo. And it's not like it's super hard. He's very overpowered and the enemies are all very weak, but it's a very good uh, power fantasy type thing. There's there are other ones where you, you're supposed to play as certain characters, and then there are other ones that are like level 60 or level 99. If you kill some of the super secret end bosses, like the post end game bosses, some of them come back for new challenges, and um, it's a it's a great showpiece of the game's battle system that I think they made with players in mind who maybe had broken the game already a little bit. Like I, I have, like I've, I've broken Poppy somewhat and Shulk is broken as hell. If you max out his affinity, but he's, he's a lot of fun to use in the game. So I don't mind. Um, but yeah, it's a really good mode, especially something that's not even the main DLC. 
and I was like 80 hours last week, and now I'm at 98.5 hours slash 100 hours in the regular play clock. Oh, yeah, I spent a lot of that maxing out affinities, unlocking Shulk, doing challenges, and my uh, my big thing was I beat all, I think it's almost 10 of the quote-unquote super bosses in the game, which are the enemies that are over level 99 which is the max level in the game, including one that's like 130 or something. Oh, um, and that's that's the first time in an RPG like this that I've actually hunted down those super crazy, like, oh, that monster's too tough for me. But I love this game a lot. I love it more and more every time I play. It's like, by playing it for 100 hours... And especially if I pay, play a little more, I'll have played it more than any game on the Switch, any game on the Wii U, any game on the 3DS, any game basically since City Folk on Wii or Platinum on Pokemon Platinum on DS. Wow. Um, and I look forward to, I hear they're going to add a hard mode to the game down the line. Yeah. And the new game plus that they added because the post launch support, even for non-expansion past, past players has been absurd. Um, I look forward to doing the hard mode in new game plus at the same time when, when the hard mode comes out and then I'm just going to restart the game and experience the story and play it all over again. I think Shulk's awesome or not Shulk. Well, I think Shulk's awesome, but I think Rexon's is awesome. I think all the characters are great. I think it's probably my favorite of the, the core Nintendo games released on the switch last year. And probably the game that's making me really love, the the switch as a whole hmm. yeah nice so, there's your yeah. little spiel yeah yeah that like i said i think i said before the show and I, if i didn't say it already but yeah the um the expansion pass content kind of makes things a little too easy almost just if only because like i don't think i'm supposed to still have 50 like seventy five thousand gold at the start of the game after I've already given back 90 of the ones they give you. Wow. Right. For the easy bosses, you're going to be OP because all of that content was released over time, over a period of months. Like yeah. for instance, I think you get 60,000 poppy points yep. like uh, to ether, ether, what have you. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, they only gave you 30,000 at first, and I think it was three or four months later that they gave you the other 30,000. Probably the same with the gold and all the quests and all the crazy blades. Meaning that you as someone who's starting the game fresh, you will be a little OP. But honestly, <coughs> I think my favorite parts of Xenoblade 2 have been leveling up and breaking the system a little bit. Like when I find a monster that's just the right amount of levels higher like oh, i'm level 83 and here's a t-rex that's level 91 and if i keep grinding him out i'm gonna gain exp really fast like learning to break the game and make it easy is actually some of the most satisfying stuff in that game for me which is very counterintuitive for an rpg at least in my experience so i don't know i agree with you but also my recommendation is just go with it yeah, like I'm I'm playing on the easy mode as well, just because I want to I want to see what the end of the story looks like. Oh, oh yeah, you like to play on easy. It's a you oh, like I a should, like on I more do that too. laid back. You can switch it at any time, as far as I know. Yeah. Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah, Zach, how far are you now? Um. So, 
I met the mercenary guys. Yeah. With his you're... with his bird. Uh, so you're about where I am. And then I I can't I can't figure out for the life of me how to get up to the capital city. It's up over there, and there's a, a big long ramp that goes into the water that I can't get to. You know what you need to I do? Know how do you get up there? Zach, here's what here's I'm gonna tell you exactly what you need to do in a way Please that do. there's a gate that's in the middle. I know what you're there's a huge long staircase. You can't get up there. Right. In the middle of it, there's a gate and there's an empty basin. And you need to fill that basin with water, which I believe is either a side quest of some kind or it's some one of those things where like you need to have the right mastery points. Uh, but okay. it's in the middle, it's a little basin and it's a little gate. It's very easy to see. Okay. Um is it near and, the staircase or is it somewhere? Forward? No, it's between the front and the staircase. It's elevated. Okay. It's okay. not on the it's not on the ground level, it's elevated. So it's in like one the, on one of those little islands. Right. It's on the island, like right in the middle. Like you know where that huge tree is? Yeah. Go to that huge tree that's elevated, go up and around. Okay. And uh you'll eventually reach that basin. Excellent. Thank you. Um, yeah, no problem. I, I'm I'm just spreading the good word of uh Rex. <laughs> well, I, I do want to get back into it because I do like the game, but uh I like Donald, I haven't played it in a couple months. Yeah. Other things to do. What helped me because I didn't play it and I played it like until early January and then stopped till May. The Xenoblade Chronicles wiki has a story page devoted to this game. And I think chapters one through eight have a pretty detailed story summary. Okay. Back and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's about the Titans and they're all sinking and like, oh, okay. Is Is this like Final Fantasy where the. It's not really connected to the first game, but or or is it? It is. Um, there's a reason it's. They don't call. There's a reason they called the last game X and the next one two, is that it's a very similar game in design to Xenoblade One, where instead okay. of it being an open world, it's kind of like levels, in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's so it's a it's a very similar structure, and there are story connections. It's not like oh, Shulk just popped out and like he's he's this guy, but now he's this. Like it's not that kind of thing. So but maybe like Chrono Cross to Chrono Trigger. Very similar, where okay. it's small connections but meaningful connections. Okay. Um, which is, I guess, I guess all I'll say about that. Tell me about Fossil Hunters and Binding of Eyes, exactly. Not Fossil Fighters, Fossil Hunters. Yeah, Fossil Hunters. So uh, Fossil Hunters is, I just got a review code for it. Um, It's been out on Steam for a while. Uh, So it's this little four-player co-op. It's a kid's game where Mm -hmm. you're tasked with going into these dig sites, which are all underground, and pickaxing through terrain um, until you find dinosaur bones. And what, they're, what they really are are puzzle pieces. They're all blocks. And you can move them around and arrange them and connect them together <clears throat> to make dinosaur looking things or just weird looking, you know, something with two tails and a leg because those are the bones you have. And uh, 
it's really frustrating. Nothing is really explained. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of cave-ins. So after you knock out a certain number of, of terrain blocks looking for fossils, they will often cave in and mm -hmm. replace themselves. <clears throat> and um, I can kind of see why that happens because the, the puzzle pieces are randomized. So if you don't find a like tail that you're looking for uh, anywhere and a cave-in happens, uh, then when you pick away at those blocks again, there might be a tail under there. Uh, but it's, it's frustrating because um, it's not always a set number of, of blocks before there's a cave-in. So it's just, it's just super inconsistent. And then there's, um, uh, it, the levels tend to be very dark. You can buy uh, uh, lamps, but they don't illuminate very much. Uh, you are rewarded with gemstones, but I can't for the life of you tell what gemstones do. There, there are gemstone pictures on the floor and when I put a gem on it, it, it doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, it's, it's not great. And they, they could have really, I mean, this is gonna be science act now. They could have turned this into kind of a, a learning tool where, you know, you have to find, you have to build an animal that looks reasonably like a dinosaur or, you know, this is what a spine is, this is what legs are, <clears throat> uh, this is what a skull is, but they, I mean, they don't really do that. Uh, so it, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's a, I don't know how much kids would enjoy it um, because it's so rote, uh, but nothing's explained either. So I don't love it. So I'm reviewing mm -hmm. that. I almost feel like I'm the wrong guy to review it, but I can't think of someone who would be better to review. Yeah, for. I know. Did you like Fossil yeah. Fighters? I liked it. Okay, yeah, Fossil Fighters. Um, more than Fossil Fighters, I liked um, Dinosaur King on the What's DS. That? It is a DS game. It's it's almost a predecessor to Fossil Fighters, but it uses real dinosaurs. Um, yeah. And I really like it. the the bad thing about it, it's kind of like Pokemon. The bad thing about it is that it doesn't use an element based system. It uses a rock paper scissors, mm -hmm. so you lose a lot for no reason. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, they used real dinosaurs, and I like that. And Fossil Fighters, you've probably you probably know it. It kind of has a mix. Everything's a mashup of other things. Uh, so I, I kind of wish it were more like this, but whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. So. I've been getting into Binding of Isaac again. I, I've taken probably six months off that game because <clears throat> um, I, I know some patches came out that added content and there's more content going to be added uh, before too long. Um, man, that game is addictive. I mean, I've, I've been getting much farther um, than I thought I would be. I've, I've beaten all three of the final bosses with some of the characters. Well, with one of the characters, I beat everybody, but uh, at least one boss with some of the other characters. Uh, and it gets really super hard at the end. But the thing I love about Isaac is that if you find that perfect uh, combination of items and power-ups, you're unstoppable and you, destroy these final bosses you know with 
no sweat off your brow. It's so cool when that happens. Mm. It only happens like 5% of the time. Yeah. And you restart a lot because if you die, your, your loss counter goes down. Uh, but man, when it clicks, it clicks. It's, it's a really good game. I don't know yeah. if you guys have played it. I've played a little bit of it on both of them. I played the new one on Vita some, and, and I have the old one on okay. Steam. And it never, it never clicked with me, but it's one of those genres like Metroidvanias where even though they're not typically for me, the people who get into them, boy, do they get into them. So I recognize and, the love. And you know what's weird is that um, we joke all the time, but it's true that the Switch is kind of a, roguelikes are coming back in a in a big way on on switch yeah this is literally the vita 2 the switch is the vita 2 and it's the wii u 2 it is and i've played unfortunately a lot of these roguelikes uh, on switch and isaac's the only one that sticks with me isaac's the only one that seems to do it right um i don't know why i think it's because sometimes you're an overpowered unstoppable god and you don't get that with other roguelikes. Do you like new Isaac or old Isaac better? Did you play both? Well, I played um, uh, Rebirth on the 3DS. Okay. And and that was good. Uh, that's where I fell in love with it. In fact, I, I just checked my activity log on a whim today. And I put 210 hours into that game. Holy shit. Shit. Uh, uh, but new Isaac um, Afterbirth Plus on Switch. Uh, it's harder. It's a harder game, <clears throat> but it's got a lot more items. Almost, almost too many items. Uh-huh. Like I almost always, when when I'm serious about getting into a run, I have to have my phone next to me with the Isaac Wiki uh, next to me to to see what does that item do again. Because uh, yeah. if you know, if you get a bad item, it kind of ruins your run. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there I you go. I'm uh, glad we're all we're all playing games we like. Yeah, and I played a game that I haven't played before. Hollow Knight got shadow dropped on the the day of the Nintendo Direct last Tuesday. Right. I ended up procuring it and I played a little bit of it. That game is a very dark Metroidvania type thing. I'm only. Maybe twenty minutes in so far, I got dark lost. Dark tone or dark and lighting? Both. Not so, in a not in. Not like when was. you play a AAA game on a TV monitor that's too dark. Like it's not. It's not a bad dark. It's a very okay. dark. Keep uh, going. So, Something's going on in my front door. Yeah. All right. So all it's right. very silhouette-y and light, and it's also dark in tone. Right. Not too. Uh, not, not, not to go Soulsian, and then use the phrase Soulsian. And mechanically, there's not that much in common between Dark Souls and Hollow Knight, but mood and tone with a very yes. sort of less than accessible story, yeah. but not in a bad way. And it's dark and t- and it's it has a very Dark Souls energy to it that I appreciate. But it's also a Metroidvania, and. I went on 4chan to learn a little more about what some of the people are saying because they generally tend to be pretty good at video games, uh, love them or hate them. And then they're saying that 
Hollow Knight's a really difficult game. So it sounds like I have I have something in for me, Zach. Oh. You, <laughs> is everything is everything back to normal? Okay. Uh, Adam Ebunasser, you probably saw, gave the game a ten on our humble website. Oh boy, he that's said it's nice. super hard. And I, that's, his that's description of it made it sound like Elliot Quest, which is intriguing. Yeah. I haven't played enough of it yet to necessarily call it 10 territory, but okay. it's moody and it's cool. And it seems like it's going to be really difficult the deeper I get into it. So early impressions are positive. I will have more to say in future weeks. Looks real pretty. Yes. Yes, it absolutely does. All right. Let's move on to some news. Donald, tell me about the May 2018 US NPDs. Yeah, so for some reason, they, they kept getting delayed because right now they came out like the th third Tuesday of the month. But this one got pushed all the way to Thursday morning. Um, I don't think it was that good of a month considering the number one game was a game that you could literally get for free as long as you're paying Microsoft 10 bucks a month mm -hmm. with Game Pass. It was uh, State of Decay 2. Uh, but Nintendo, they had... They had five games of their own in the top ten, three more that are on Switch, and one that's coming to Switch, which we'll talk about later. And the and although they weren't the best-selling hardware overall for the month, the the neon Joy-Con Switch was like the single best-selling system. If you count ah. different SKUs. Mm. Okay. It's Donkey Kong came in first on the Switch, which is. Interesting. Hyrule Warriors came in two. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in three. Odyssey in four. Zelda in five. No Xenoblade in the top ten, sadly. No. On 3DS, Strange Journey got in third place, which is cool. And then Pokemon Ultras got first two spots. And, um, yeah, it seems like those systems are happening. Just PS4 is doing a little better. Zach, do I need to mute you temporarily? Oh, can you hear her in the other room? Yeah. All right, I'll close the door for you. All right, thank you, Penny. So, what's what's this game you're talking about? Uh, Dragon Ball coming out in the fall, September twenty eighth. Yeah, is that the game you're referring to? Yeah, that's still hanging around the top twenty, and that's probably going to get a bump next month because of Evo. But yeah. we won't probably won't see that until August, and then that'll lead right into the Switch release in at the end of September. Yeah, it's coming out in September, and it seems like it's doing the same thing that that other Dragon Ball game did on 3DS. Super Butoden, was that what it was? Uh, Fusions, but it came, oh. like, if you pre-order the game, you'll get a code to have the Super Nintendo game, Dragon Ball Super was Butoden. Fusions, or was it the, the 3DS fighting game that not that many people played? Which one came with the SNES game? I mean, I'd have to actually hang on. Let me check to see if I can find it here. All right. But as you find that, I will say that the game's coming out on Switch September 28th. You get two bonuses for pre-ordering, free download for the Super Famicom game, Dragon Ball Z Super Butoden, which is kind of cool, and then early access to the blue versions of Goku and Vegeta, which are unlockable characters in the main game. When they released DLC, they gave everyone a bunch of Zenny, and you just ended up unlocking those characters just from having the game at the right time. But those that's a good fighting game. Yeah. It looks amazing. It plays really good. It's Arxis, so it's it's actually very accessible. 
I think as long as it runs well, it should have a nice home on the Switch, especially as a handheld Dragon Ball game. Yeah, and yeah, you are correct there. It was Extreme Butoden that had the... Actually, it had the second game, second Super Butoden game as a as a pre-order bonus in North America. You had to get it through Amazon. But what, is this one the first Butoden game? I believe it is, yeah. It, Super Butoden, and okay, cool. All right, so that's Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and then PS4 took the month P- yeah ps4 was the best-selling hardware overall but that's that's com- they're combining like regular slim ps4s and the pro so yeah that's how we have that, that that situation where the switch can have the best-selling individual system but the but the ps4 can take the month overall the numbers i saw were like 240 to 170 mm. so i can i could see that working out depending on <laughs> depending on how many people actually bother with the the uh non neon joy con switches yeah yeah i see kirby star allies number seven on the switch and uh zach the consensus on that is like okay yeah yeah i yeah. i was looking at the robobo because that was on sale for 27 dollars last week yeah but... a lower I think I'm going to wait until it hits a lower price, especially because I just bought Assassin's Creed Origins and I'm looking oh. at the Steam sale and I made myself a cart and then cut everything out. So I've been I've been playing some Origins and I, I think I want to get through my backlog a little bit before I buy many more games. Origins is good. It's it's Egyptian Assassin's Creed. I'm playing that on PC right now and it seems yeah. to run pretty well. If anything yeah. gets me back into the series, it's that. I just, I've not had time to sync a, you know, that's a time commitment. It is, except it's an Assassin's Creed game. So if you just want to mainline it, it's only 20 hours. If you're someone who likes to oh, do everything, exactly. obviously it'll be more. Right. Um, did you play The Witcher, Zach, 3? I have The Witcher 3. I, I got the complete version for like, you know, it was on a Steam sale for maybe not a Steam sale, sorry, a flash sale on PSN for like 10 bucks one time, and I really? grabbed it then. I have not played it yet. Okay. But that's that's another game where I'm like, I'm going to need to you know, put put it on the calendar or something because... Yeah. You know, the problem with a game like that too, for me, is that, kind of like Xenoblade, if I don't play it for a while, I forget what I'm doing and even how to play. Yeah. <clears throat> so... So Assassin's Creed Origins is pretty good, but it is very Witcher-esque, and it's uh, and how it's an action game, but it, it also has some RPG elements. You, you pick up loot, and it has colors, and purple is a good color to pick up, uh, but it's not like loot boxy at all. It just it takes a couple of those color-based cues from Destiny and Witcher, um, and just the way the combat feels is more is more Witcher-esque. But Egypt is a fun place for an Assassin's Creed game. I like that it's set so many hundreds of years before any other Assassin's Creed game. And I'm excited for the Greek one coming out later this year. Yeah. So I wanted, like, that's that's the one I'm really excited for. And because it's, like, kind of a sequel to this one, I was like, all right, I'll pay the 27 bucks on Green Man Gaming and i'll just play through it and that'll be a fun little summer game so here's i have a question for you about about origins maybe you don't know yet if you just started it but um are there more pyramids than just 
the big three because there's like 27 pyramids in egypt it has a big map and i haven't unlocked much yet okay. so i haven't seen a single pyramid i have ridden on the back of a camel oh so there's that okay and the story it's very egypty and it's very compelling i would say the main and the main protagonist is probably one of the more compelling ones i've seen in assassin's creed game okay it's i love assassin's creed 4 more than i love most games but i wouldn't say mr kenway was necessarily the most interesting man in the world is the bad guy a alien who takes human form and has a uh, got a bunch of slaves, and he uh, sucks their life force out to remain young. And you actually play as Kurt Russell. Is that the plot of Assassin's Creed 2? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> it's, it's Stargate. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's a little before my time, I think. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. You no. should watch Stargate because it's so ridiculous. Is it in a good way? It's like one of the most Michael Bay, Michael Bay movies. Oh, very good. Yeah. Cherry Goblin asks when we find out a release date for the Luigi's Mansion remake. Probably a Nintendo Direct in the next yeah, few months. Tell us already, already. Either a Nintendo Direct or we might randomly get an email one day from Nintendo with, hey, here's a, re- here's a bunch of release dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Press, that was something that happened a lot more two or three years ago. But True. I think they prefer to use social media a lot more than just dropping dates now. Because yeah. do you remember, like, there were press releases where the 2DS was announced? There were press releases where dates for major games would just there, be dropped in a huge list. There, there was, I remember there was a press release we got at the, at the end of July, my first year here, which basically had the only release date we didn't have for the rest of the year at that point, I think was like the Animal Crossing board game. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah but good stuff there there was another big e3 announcement on the third day the arcade version of the original donkey kong launched on switch today which i know justin was very excited for and i have a friend shout out to paul who has this he's a old timey nintendo fan i mean he's all, he's my age like but he's, he's a big classic nintendo guy loves the original donkey kong has been waiting to buy a version of this forever and ever and ever and i don't think he's alone because this is the special one that has the extra level and it has three versions of the game and that came out that day for 7.99 in the us 987 in canada yep and alongside that there's another announcement that i did not expect did your friend just not want to not want to get donkey kong 64 wait did donkey kong 64 have that version of it on it it did it did but you had like they had rare had to rebuild it from the ground up oh that's true so the original one is like lost quote unquote to the 3ds version and i guess now this the I'm not even sure why we haven't gotten it yet, actually. Until now. Um, but it was announced during Treehouse Live Day Three. They're done with games. Huh? What'd you say? Sorry, I was just saying that the there was a district. There was the the coding of the original arcade version of Donkey Kong was outsourced to another company, and they asserted rights to the code. Oh. Which is why all the re-releases that we saw for a while were based on the NES version. Oh, interesting. Gotcha. So we gotcha. we don't like we've tried to reach out to Nintendo and Hamster to see if there was some sort of agreement, 
with that, uh, Hamster had no comment, and we haven't heard back. Like, we're not getting any response from Nintendo on it. So Nintendo does not like to give explanations. Like, if you ever go to a Nintendo event and ask them, like, oh, who's making arms? They're just like, Nintendo. Nintendo's <laughs> making arms. And they're like, they're, I've, I've even, I even got a little tood when I... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I got that question 50 million times. It's not their fault because they're showing off the Switch for the first time. But it was it was just one of those funny things where I just I was like, is it Team 4 or is it Team 5? And they're like, oh. <laughs> Well, when they combined all their development teams into one, it probably didn't matter much anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it probably means less now. Um, but that game came out. And uh, Don James, who's been with Nintendo of America for 35 years, and I believe Pauline was named after his ex-wife, yep. which was a super weird information drop in the middle of that stream <laughs> that I kind of I kind of loved. And he also introduced Sky Skipper, which is uh, a 1981. Neither would I. It is a 1981 shooter game. It is one of those old Nintendo arcade games originally released in Japan. Didn't have any overseas release, although I think some cabinets were made. And yeah. I think one of the last surviving cabinets, and I think the last surviving Western cabinet was in Nintendo of America's archived. And, and that's the board they used to bring this lost game over to be digitized for all time. That's so. cool. It is a cool thing. I don't know if it's going to be a good game, but it's amazing it's coming out. It's going to be more... I think, you know, they didn't release it for widely in North America for a reason, which I'm thinking is it's probably, it may not be that good, but it is a historical curiosity, if nothing else. Yeah. Devil give us Popeye. It's, everyone's asking for Popeye. Was it Phil Theobald I saw asking for that on Twitter? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Is the, I I tried playing Popeye at some arcades before, and I've had a really hard time playing it, like following it, because it looks like Donkey Kong, but it doesn't feel like it plays similarly at all. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to remember because it was I had a ver the the Famicom version of that game on one of those thirty one and one multi carts that were all over my part of Canada in the late oh, in the nice. late eighties early nineties, and I. Yeah, I, I cannot honestly remember how that game plays. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, though, Donkey Kong, shockingly hard. Much harder than I remember. Uh, yeah, that's a tricky game. Well, maybe I should say the first level is, because every other level is pitifully easy by comparison. Yeah, although, I mean, it, it's cool, though, that we finally get to play Donkey Kong the same way Billy Mitchell set his world records. Yes, it is nice. Mm. So, Skyskipper's coming out next month. That's very exciting. Uh, we One thing we missed, Fortnite, in its first 24 hours, was downloaded 2 million times on the Nintendo Switch, which is absurd. It's insane. It, well, it's also, it, it, it didn't help that, it didn't hurt that, you know, it's a free download. Right. Right. Oh, right, yeah. I only but, ended up playing. Yeah, go ahead. But just the fact that you know the game, the Fortnite is so huge worldwide that they can get two million downloads on one system in twenty four hours. That's not bad. No. Mm -mm. I bet it's making them some money, which is why 
there was that announcement today of the Microsoft and Nintendo working together. You can because it's actually kind of a crazy deal, and I'm surprised I didn't include this as one of the main stories originally. That there's crossplay, and now on Minecraft you can sign into your Xbox account, your Microsoft account on Switch, and earn achievements. <laughs> which is yes, that's a thing. That, that is a thing now. Which is, uh, and apparently there's some rumors that I haven't heard like much specifics, although I, sh- I should be careful uh, reporting rumors again. But I've heard that Microsoft and Nintendo are like, they could work together in some small future capacity along these lines. And I wouldn't be surprised because Microsoft seems like they're a big fan of uh, crossing the border on this. Where, whereas um, another company we could name is not so much. Because they don't have to yet. Well, they, I think they have to eventually because now people are getting really mad. But beforehand, Sony was the market leader, quote unquote, still is. I mean, well, actually still is. And it's like, why do we need cross play? We're actually doing just fine on our own. We right. good. But yeah. now people are starting to care. So they their hand will probably get pushed in the next year. I I don't think I think Sony's going to ride this out and not, and not break. Although I look forward to finding out what when they inevitably do the PlayStation 5, what feature will be called a last-gen feature like Rumble was. Yeah. Uh. yeah. I, I don't think Rumble's going away anytime soon. No, but I, I'm trying to think, what could they what could they feasibly get? What is removed enough that it wouldn't be missed all that much as a feature, but if they took it out and were as arrogant Sony as they seem to be right now about it, that would get some people PO'd. Yeah. So maybe not controller rumble, but mm, I don't know, maybe maybe like backwards compatible. Maybe they don't do any sort of backwards compatibility at all on uh, PS5. Mm. Man, that would yeah. piss some people off. That would piss me off. I love the I love the uh, the current like rolling theory is that when we start to see stuff for the next Xbox and the PS5 that it's going to be backwards compatible but only to the pros or the Xbox One X. Oh, so weird. Because I mean, we had cross-gen games for what three years? Actually, I think three and a half. Because I have oh. a PS3 copy of Persona Five in my house now. Mm. Oh right, yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, Alex, I, I don't think I told you this, but I um, he hasn't come yet. In fact, he hasn't even sent it. But I am buying. Internet celebrity at Pete Dodds Xbox One S. That's funny. Uh, I remember Pete Dodd from circa 2012. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's doing perfectly fine for himself now. It's just that's that's where I remember him from as being a very close friend of the Player One podcast way back when. Yep, same. Is how much Xbox One S? Yeah. How much is that for you? One fifty, uh, probably buck fifty. It is a buck fifty. Yeah, that that's a that's a reasonable price for that. Did it he come with any it, games? I don't think so. But he said it's barely used. He's he's kept he's kept his games because he got an Xbox One X. You don't have a very strong PC, do you, Zach? Nope. So what I'd probably recommend for you, I'm looking at I'm looking at my very small collection right now. If oh, you like I'm only buying it for like. Three things, dude. 
What are those things? Rare replay. Uh huh. That's a good Cup, one. Cuphead. Good. And God, what was the other one? Halo Master Chief Collection. Not that one. Uh, oh, uh, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. I want to try getting in on that. You know what game I would also recommend because I think it's it's quite a bit of fun is Horizon, not Horizon Zero Dawn, Forza Horizon Three. But it's a racing game. game that I suck at racing games. It's an open oh. world racing game that takes place in Australia. Oh, that's kind of cool. It, is it I, is it arcadey? It's paradise. I didn't play that. Okay, I'd I'd recommend <clears throat> looking up YouTube videos if you're looking for a fourth game to add to your repertoire. Okay. Um, I bought six months of Game Pass during the E3 sale last week for thirty bucks. How is that? I haven't used it. I'm waiting until Forza comes out because then I can start my six months, play Forza, check out State of Decay and CSDs if I want, and then have that go to right past Crackdown so I can play some of that too. Oh, yeah. So I figure that's when I want to activate it because I don't plan on necessarily playing it for the long, long haul, but I do want to play Forza Horizon 4. I want to try Sea of Thieves. Like, I don't know, 30 bucks seems like a really good deal for six months of that thing. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. So, Pokemon Go, getting trading friends this week. Is is that out yet? Yeah, it's... They, they started rolling it out to, like, level... Like, they basically what it is, they added the feature in an update, but then they started rolling it out slowly based on your your in-game level. So, like, level 40 people got it first, and then they moved it down to 38, 36, and I think right now, the last I saw it was at 10. So oh. you had to have played the game for a bit to, in order to be able to use the feature. I actually hey, think I'm over level 10. Cool. Yeah, I I don't even know what level I'm at. I haven't played Pokemon Go in two years. Yep, I played now. it recently because of Let's Go. Walked around, almost walked into traffic three times, stopped playing. But along the way, I did catch like 15 of the Alolan Executors, which are way too easy to catch for their high level. Um, because I have all these like capture point 1,000 Executors now. So... Hmm. And they're all palm trees, and I think they'll transfer to Let's Go, so that'll be pretty sick. Yeah, the Alolan Pokemon will all transfer over. Yeah. I think, cool, I think it's either it's either that or Magnemite will be the only way you'll be able to get a Steel type in that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good, very good. Or they won't do Steel type unless we know that they do Fairy type. Do we know if they use Fairy type? Um. They haven't re- like they didn't show it off during during the dem- the extending the demo at E3, but I would think they would because I think the intention is like this: if this game goes to Generation Eight next year, they're going to need something. So right. I think, and there's enough things in there between Wigglytuff, Clefairy, and Alolan Ninetales that you should be able to. There should be some fairy in that. Or they could just turn off the part where, well, we're like, there's hidden data that's not surface. That's like, oh, this is also fairy type, or oh, this is also steel type. But they just don't include it in the game. Um, yeah, I still, I still don't even know where I stand on uh, Let's Go. I mean, because as somebody who doesn't play Pokemon Go, I, I don't, I'm not really interested in, in having to do the force motion all the time to try and catch Pokemon, and I'm. 
also not that interested in paying $65 to get Mew. Yeah. I'm not getting that Pokeball thing at all. I'm I'm I know better now than to put more plastic crap into my house. I have a sealed Yakuza six and Persona five collector's edition that and, the, and all these games collecting dust, yeah. The, the Pokeball Plus, I think, is the one thing that makes me think, you know, maybe I should do the who do you think you know who I am card with Nintendo of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's maybe worth a try. Ask 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 the boss people and then I'm sure we can send an email and then they probably won't get back to you. And then that'll be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it because I want to see Pokemon in HG on HD on the TV, even if it's not the Pokemon I know and love. And I also just want to see them trying to make a new Pokemon game. I know it's not for me. Like I know they're literally not making the game for me because I play Pokemon actively and I'm not that lapsed or that old of a fan, even though I played gen one, but I want to see Pokemon battles in HD and I want to capture the Mew, the Mewtwo and I want to hear that cool song in the trailer pumping in my in my veins. <laughs> and so I'll pay 60 bucks for it, probably get 20 hours out of it and be like, oh, see you next year, Pokemon. <laughs> when yeah. the real one comes out. When the real one comes out. Yeah, that's right. All right. I got, um, oh. Common Rider says, Yoshi Switch is coming out next year. Did you forget something? It's Yeah, that game got delayed. That's kind of sad. Um, well, uh, yeah. it, it's kind of weird that Yoshi's the game that got demoed last year on Trios Live. And, right. it, got, and it, it got shoved back. So uh, if I'm Damon X Machina, I'm, ex- I'm honestly not expecting that until 2020 now. Oh, really? Yeah. That game, Yoshi. So Damon, I actually want to watch some video footage of that to see what I think because it it seems kind of cool. But I didn't pay much mind to it during the direct. But this, there's, um, there's I think there's at least one Treehouse video for it. There's at least one Treehouse video. My observation, and I'm not saying this to be a negative Nancy. My observation was that during the Treehouse stream last year. I wasn't clicking with the new Yoshi game that much. It felt like kind of slow paced for a platformer. It didn't feel very Yoshi's Islandy. The eggs were shooting weird and not in the direction I'm used to. And I don't know. It just the, the different mechanics weren't clicking for me as a, and registering as fun video game. So maybe they're going to retool it, make it more Yoshi's Islandy. Maybe it'll just be exactly the same. Who knows? I mean, frankly, Yoshi games have not been the same since Yoshi's Island. What do you none mean? Of them, none of them have felt right to me. Oh, they've <clears throat> they've all tried, but none of them felt right. Yeah. Yeah. Don Yoshi was the closest, but that seems, that's like a, I don't know, it's different to me. Wooly's World is, is a nice 7.5. Yeah, yeah, it is. I never Yoshi. beat it because I just lost interest. The 3DS one, I think I gave it like a six, like just a very forgettable platformer. Not terrible, but just just very forgettable. And uh, I remember the DS one got a bad rap, but I remember enjoying that when I was a lot younger. Oh, I like that one too, yeah. I, I actually 100%ed that one. Oh, very good. Very yeah. good. I remember the boss, the <clears throat> final boss not being great. No. 
no final boss in any subsequent Yoshi game has ever touched the original Bowser fight at the very yeah. end. Where yeah. you it's it's uh where it's like sounds like the rock metal music almost. Yeah. And you're just and you're throwing the eggs at the face and he's brr, 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 like <laughs> bouncing back. Oh, that's wonderful. I need that's to keep that wonderful. on my SNES classic. Yeah. So Which one? Yoshi's Island? Yeah, I mean I've beaten it on Super oh, Nintendo yeah. a million times, but oh, uh, right. I thought you said you need to get it on there. It's like I thought it was already on there. <laughs> Sonic XKX. How do you feel with the epic reaction to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Yeah, I mean, I think we generally predicted that this game was going to be Splatoon two esque in nature yeah. when it when it like and it seems like that's exactly what it is where it is a new game it is a sequel it's the next smash bros game it has a full development cycle but it uses the previous game as a base it's it's not that they're cutting corners but it's clear they're they're taking the foundations and building upon it which is smart because sakurai said in a famitsu column that if he did rebuild it from the ground up it would have a third of the characters it does now right um, so it, it seemed like the smart thing of let's do one more Smash Bros game, do the celebration of the series, then maybe do a reboot next time in four or five years. I mean, hey, we're, you know, they're changing Zelda's appearance. What more do you want? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it looks good. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yes. But I think that people who are like, ah, oh, I wanted a big new Smash Bros game. Like, that's just not feasible. Yeah. And the way video game development works and the way that that studio develops games. It's not going to have Subspace Emissary. It's probably not going to have more than five new characters with some of those being Echoes. Um, and that's fine because it's a big celebration of the series. And that game is the sort of breadth and characters of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with the sort of next step of Splatoon 2. That's what this game is. I understand if some people aren't excited for it, but as someone who had my expectations relatively low and kind of felt like I knew it was coming, I'm perfectly happy with this being the new Smash Bros. game. Yeah, me too. I played so much of it on 3DS. I mean, I just, I, I like this version of Smash. <clears throat> I, I just, uh, honestly, at this point, they said that unlocking all the characters is going to be streamlined. I want to know how we're going to do that. If it's literally just play the multiplayer or if there's something significant in a single player mode for right. this game. It's a good question. I enjoyed the 3ds style of unlocking where it felt very like calculated, but random at the same time. I remember enjoying unlocking duck hunt dog out of nowhere. And I, I, I found that to be a, a fun experience. I'm I'm glad they're making us unlock all the characters because it makes us take our time getting them and, and taking a more careful consideration of the roster. And it means that you've got to really play that game to get have it ready for Christmas. Yeah. Two last two last things I want to say. Some people are talking about Waluigi in the chat. It's it's a bummer that Waluigi's not getting into the game unless he decides to put him in his DLC. Is it just it's whatever people want people want their walk character people love nintendo characters a lot of people identify with characters based on the design they can have it but uh just don't don't mess with sakurai or nintendo on twitter don't no. meet them in a way that's distracting if not 
Uh, Ira, like, I guess memeing is fine, but don't do anything mean. Don't don't harass Sakurai to the point that he's got to start going Hideki Kamiya on you. Yeah, just just be cool, be cool. There's room for more Smash Bros. <laughs> games in the future. Y'all got Ridley, okay? You got a victory. Yeah. You got like Ridley and Daisy. And Daisy. These things take time. And Waluigi, I know you like him a lot. Just be nice. He's he's doing his best. Video games are hard to make. And it seems like he's making a good one. So just just so, so show some chill. Probably not the people in this chat, but um okay. I'm just I'm just talking in general to the people that have been that have been difficult. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is asking for Animal Crossing won't make it come out this year is the other thing <laughs> I want to say to Nintendo fans. What? Been... What? <laughs> <laughs> like people are like being mean about the way they ask for Animal Crossing on Switch. Of course it's coming. Of course there's going to be a next Animal Crossing game. Of course they're probably working on it. But video games are hard to make and they need to be polished and it's not ready this year. And by like if they don't have Animal Crossing in development, that just means it's going to come out three years from now if they decide to start making it. It's probably going to come out next year or very early 2020. Yeah. Just, it's going to happen. Let Nintendo do their thing. Let hardworking game developers do their hard work. And just be cool. I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to say these gamers suck or whatever because I'm not, that, that's not the solution. But just be cool. Video games take time. They'll be good. Just let them come out. <laughs> that's my own little. That's my own little. That's my own little private rant before we go into our final story. I just wanted to say that because I've been reading the Go Nintendo comment sections and some 4chan and some Twitter replies and the like. Normally, in the days leading up to a direct Nintendo, the replies to Nintendo of America tweets are unusable. But it seems like it's been nonstop ever since E3. Yeah. Video games are coming out. They're good. And I understand if people are disappointed by Nintendo's 2018 output because they're not Smash people. But if you look at it in a practical way, I mean, granted, you had Zelda and Mario and Xenoblade last year, and that's hard to beat on a qualitative spectrum. But you still have Smash Bros, Octopath, Dark Souls, Dragon Ball, you have uh, a, the first Pokemon game on a console that's made by Game Freak. Uh, this, I, I said Smash Ultimate, but you got the Xenoblade uh, DLC, which seems like it's a full game in, in and of itself. If you're willing to import, you got Tyco coming out in a month. Like, there are good video games. There's Pool Panic. I think this year is a better year for indies than last year. Like, I don't know. There's good games coming out. Just, just chill. Yeah. You, your Switch will get good games. We at, at this point, Nintendo's social media is almost as bad as EA's Instagram, which if you don't know what the deal is with that, um, every reply to every post EA makes on Instagram seemingly is hashtag skate four. And it has been for the better part of two and a half years. The thing about that is that no one's being mean. Well, I'm sure there's a there's a loose cannon who's being mean about it, but most of it's just asking for skate four. And I think that's actually how a fan campaign should work. I mean, it might be annoying because it's happening for a while, but I bet a Skate 4 is going to get made someday because of this campaign. Like one day... People really want Skate 4. Because Tony Hawk's not doing it. Right. Yeah. 
uh, trained for mentioned Super Mario Party. It looks like this year could be a good Mario Party game. You got Mario Tennis coming out in a week. You got uh, a bunch of Switch ports to help fill out the schedule, and they're good Switch ports. You got Sushi Striker. I don't, I'm not, you could make a very good argument that last year was better for first party Nintendo stuff, but this is still a good year for video games on Nintendo systems. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's my my last little thing. Oh, yeah, Mario Tennis Aces came out now. Sonic Mania Plus soon. Good games. Good games. I'm excited for Pool Panic. That's all I'm saying. That's coming out in a month. Last thing I wanted to talk about is there's this press release that came out today, and I'm very confused about what it means. And people think it means one thing, but I'm trying to figure out if it really just means that one thing. It's a press release titled Level 5 Celebrates 20 Years of Excellence, and they're giving some touch-ups on their different sort of games. Um, it's like, oh, we released Snack World on Switch in spring. Oh, Yokai Watch is happening, and the first two games on 3DS were published by Nintendo. Oh, Layton's Mystery Journey. This thing's cool. New Fuji TV anime, April 2018. Then there's this Inazuma 11 section, which is very complicated. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna read this. Inazuma Eleven is the soccer game, a very wonderful, crazy soccer game that has a presence in Europe and Japan. The first game, the remake, was put out on the 3DS eShop. I loved it. Gave it an 8.5 on Nintendo World Report, I think. But um, or I or I did it on my other site. But I I liked it a lot, but it didn't necessarily sell that well. All right, this is a Switch game, and I think also a PS4 game. Mm-hmm. The latest installment of Inazuma 11 franchise, Inazuma 11 Ares, depicts a parallel world, good new characters, original heart-wrenching matches, building on the foundation laid by previous series, which now number over 250 episodes. I think they're talking about the anime, four movies, and more than 8 million Nintendo games sold to date. The reboot series has begun its broadcast premiere in Asia, is scheduled to launch in Europe in fall 2018 and is planned to debut in North America for the first time in 2019. I think they're just talking about the anime. That's that's the impression I'm getting as well because I'm reading the I'm I've got I'm reading the press release myself and yeah. That's what it seems that's, to be indicating. That's what that says. I, and I agree with you Donald, sorry to cut you off, but then there's this last sentence. The slate also includes the premiere of the video game in 2019 with the aim to tap into the growing esports movement, which is such a confusing sentence because the Japanese release did get delayed into autumn 2018 and a demo for the game got canceled because they needed to work on it more. Uh, for which was scheduled for for some event but the esports thing makes me think they're gonna go for the west and the fact that the anime is coming over gives me chance that because it's a reboot this is a decent time to reintroduce it it just says the premiere of the video game in 2019 so if the game still comes out in 2018 they're definitely talking about the west i think the game's gonna come to at least europe and if they're talking about esports, I think there's a good chance it's coming to North America, but it's a very confusing press release. And I think that's the reason why not every Nintendo covering site has reported on this. That's that is the main reason why we don't have anything on it right now, because I I mean, even Wikipedia says it's going to come out worldwide in 2019, but they're citing the article in Japanese and a, a reference to Gamatsu. That um, is that, and also referring to Silicon Era, both saying that yeah, I got delayed to fall in Japan, and 
2019 in North America, but that's not uh, like it seems like they could be pushing everything back for the for the game at this point. Right, right. I think it's going to come to the. I think there will be an English version of this game to play, and based on what I'm reading, I think that's a confirmation for America. But it's just so confusingly worded that it's just. <laughs> it's a little hard to fully confirm it. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to need to wait for the next direct or the very first directive next year. And that's when we're going to find out for sure. Yeah. Or if something, or if they, because that means that the level five, level five vision event is where they announced they're basically slate for the next year. Mm -hmm. And maybe there'll be some clarification there. Well, because they always put out a press release for the West when they do those, but it's always super cryptic like it is here, too, where yeah. they don't they don't explain everything super clearly. Um, Although, they, I mean, there is a level five international, which I think is headquartered in North America. You think they, they they would have been the ones to write the press release in the first place. I'm on their Twitter right now. It's they're in El Segundo, California. Their last tweet was, I think in 2017 or early 2018 um new titles announced yeah this site hasn't really been updated since 2016 um which is kind of surprising for a company of this size there's also a trailer for yokai watch 4 that came out today that's coming to switch and it's probably going to be an exclusive no gameplay footage though yeah they haven't updated themselves in a while i don't know what's going on over there yeah, although the the fun part seems to be that the um, the Switch version might be doing the Pokemon Go thing with an unreleased as of yet Yokai Watch mobile game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, All right. that's I I think that that does it for our show this week. I always mm. say it's going to be a short show, and then it ends up being a normal show. I do have one review to read on iTunes. We got our first one star review, sadly. Oh. Yeah, it's on May 22nd, but for once it's not saying I talk too much. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that or or that I or that I dominate uh the the conversation, which I do of, of course at times, but uh this is a one-star review from Sweeto34732627 on May 22nd, 2018. Lazy rumor reporting. Expect more from a Nintendo podcast with the rumors they report. It's not talking about rumors that's the issue. It's hearing rumors and talking about them with such misinformation. Male gender sign. Female gender sign. Male gender sign. Normally, in the past, when I've gone over these reviews and even the critical ones, I, I address them relatively head-on. I'm very respectful. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm like, oh, thank you for the feedback. And, and of course, I, I do thank Sweeto for the feedback. The question is, what rumor did I misinform, one? And then two, how is it possible to misreport a rumor when it's all amorphous information? <laughs> that's, 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 the only, that's the only thing. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not saying, he's, he's, I'm sure he's a perfectly fine person. She, he, she, um, whomever this, this fine. Hacker alias is. is. This this fine hacker alias is. I'm just it's it's a it's a troubling review because I'm not sure what they're talking about and I'm not sure if I agree with the premise. But that's uh, of course 
review us on iTunes, Nintendo News Report, and I will read reviews on the show. That's our show. Thank you very much for listening. Get us on iTunes. Get us on NintendoWorldReport.com. Get us on Nintendo World Report TV on YouTube. Go to Patreon.com slash NWR to support the site. Support the show. Tons of E3 videos about. So you can you can check that all out. You can follow Donald on Twitter. Yeah, go ahead, at Donald and, Nick. Yeah, and also a bunch of reviews on the site uh, right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of good reviews. At Donald Nick on Twitter for, for our boy Donnie. And Zach at ZMiller1902. Ah, I was trying to see if I could avoid it. <laughs> and then I'm on Twitter at Kulafia. C-U-L-A-F-I-A. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful night. Good night. Bye. Bye.